I'm Jenny and this is Airy Home Companion. I'm her suit, cute, and incredibly stoned. Each episode, I try my damnedest to host a nice little comedy talk show while I'm more stoned than the big old boulder Sisyphus had to roll up that hill every damn day because of his deal with God. Maybe this rolling stone won't gather moss, but it can smoke it, as in me. More like Sisypuff pushing a boulder. Just kidding. I'm the sissy puff, you know, like a homosexual. Anyways, depending on the weed and the mood, I can do each segment no problem. Other times, I won't be able to make it through, and who knows how it'll end up or where I'll go. That's why we start off each show with retractions and corrections, where I correct mistakes, answer questions brought up in the previous episode, or tell you what I was trying to say in last week's segment, but was too high to get through to. This week's retractions and corrections. Uh, if you would like to have a kitty cat and you live in the Bay Area and you are like, I not only want a kitty cat, I would like an exemplary specimen with a very cute face who is very cuddly and friendly and magnificent. You can contact me at my Instagram. Uh, a.harry.home.companion or I don't know you'll fucking figure it out um you can do that and then you will get this cat or you can talk to my friend who is trying to get a home for the kitty directly and she's got uh, she's also very good at tattooing and playing the bass and uh, band with my girlfriend uh, called Xavier. But anyways, uh, you can talk to my friend Lil at Nocturnal Tentacles and uh, maybe even book a tattoo. She does amazing tattoos. A tattoo for you could be new and the kitty. Why not get two good things instead of one. I don't know why I'm making this rhyme. I don't know why I become such a menacing, like, Susian figure, but I'm stoned on the show. I usually don't rhyme this much, but for some reason when I get high, I'm like, I gotta do it. People gotta know, and it's like, oh god, it's like, this, it's, you know, I mean, we already figured out Dr. Seuss is a fucked up guy, so no wonder he was like, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's get these very ominous figures who feel ancient and modern at the same time, very foreboding, very mysterious, and have them forcibly take people around on weird little trips and just terrify them. And I, I guess that's why I rhyme a lot on the show, because I'm like, you know, something about weed really makes me, like embody that or maybe I'm possessed maybe you know something's wrong maybe I got a Versimus fan in here or something I don't know I have real bad luck I wouldn't be surprised if I am like every time I'm like ah time to relax with weed and do my radio show I become possessed by some Susian like entity that that's that's my kind of luck guys I can't even fucking relax with like 
a joint in the bathtub like a normal person. But if you would like to have better luck than me, uh, then you can get this kitty. And you can uh, either contact me directly or talk to my friend Lyle. And if you want a tattoo too, or go to a cool show, we can hook you up. Yeah, we're a cool show. Even though I talk about dorky, like weird owl ass interest shit all the time, I'm 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 doing all right. Okay, it's not all that bad. Although sometimes. <laughs> retraction and correction uh if you've been hearing a lot of creaking in my show lately and you're like yep sounds like a haunting definitely a ghost involved some kind of supernatural thing something's afoot here uh no i am not rattling my chains in a basement where my body is buried and there's a cask of Amontillado by it. No, that sounds happening at all. Although this does sometimes, like, I'm like, some of the things that come out of my mouth do sound like, it's like Bridie Murphy, maybe doing some, or like some, something that come out at a seance. You know, it's real mysterious and weird and disjointed and from the beyond. Um, but beyond what? We, we don't know. Beyond meat? Beyond the bed and the bath? We don't know. We we will never know. There's no way. But what we do know is that uh, the next retraction of correction is that if you've been hearing a lot of creaking in my show lately, it's because my temporary dining room chairs that I got for fifteen dollars at a Guru Furniture and they're closing, and go go get furniture from them. ASAP so that they can go out with style. Um, these are actually a really weird. These are some really crazy chairs I picked up there for 15 bucks. They are what are called Legomatic chairs, and they're these folding chairs that were made specifically for Airstream trailers. I think from the 1940s up until. The 70s or 80s, I can't remember. So, traction correction for next week. And uh, I love them because they look like little, like, you know, fancy, Frenchy little chairs. Um, but they're foldable and you put them in your trailer. How luxurious is that? Um, they're just real rickety because they're folding chairs. But uh, I will never get rid of them because it's good chairs for when. You got company over, but maybe one day, somehow, I don't know what I'll have to do, but I will, I mean, I'll con my way into an Airstream or by hook or by crook, so we'll figure it out. Anyways, next attraction and correction, when talking about how slatterly James M. Schlatter was when he discovered aspartame because he didn't wash his hands after working in his science lab and, and and then he just ate lunch and was like oh my god everything tastes sweet like the taste of success because i have now invented aspartame i was like damn with a name like you know slasher 
He says, you know, he sounds like that one kid who got real dirty in those, like, old German poems. And you're like, what German poems? What? Why? Well, this is a, 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 a collection of poems and short stories. Where can I go? I don't remember. I, I remember reading them a bunch as a kid, and I was like, Damn, I'm really glad I don't suck my thumb, because if you do, you gotta deal with a lot. Like, I don't want a big fucking tailor to come after me and chop my fingers. But I can't I just remember just kind of, like, having a moment of being like, okay, good thing I don't have to deal with that. But I can't remember, like, did I genuinely believe in that? Like, I, if I suck my thumb, I am at risk for a giant tailor with a giant pair of scissors to come and cut my thumbs off and I won't be able to suck them anymore and then upon seeing my injury everyone will be like serves you right and I'm like I got my thumbs cut off you're making this seem like a very casual thing to have to deal with did I believe in that like well, did I believe that was a possibility and that's why I was kind of like well you know good thing they didn't say anything about people with like security blankets or um whoa called out for having an alarm yeah, i don't even remember why i had one for uh 101 p.m but i do because i'm recording from home because right now i am so broke can't really afford commuting into the city <laughs> that's not good but uh things are gonna be better don't you worry i mean you should worry about me maybe i should make a patreon because i just broke my bong i that didn't rhyme but i got worried that it did after just being like why do i insist on rhyming on this show um well here you go it's called a hairy home companion so now you know what you are listening to as you roll oh no wonder dr seuss got all like fanciful you can't be fucked up and like you know think of anything logical or sane i'm like oh i see why the ham is green and you have to eat it with a various number of accoutrements because like it's in different scenarios anyways uh happy halloween i guess it's 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 a real spooky episode today be careful anyways um next retraction and correction uh oh no i'm still working on the same one well I got where I did or where I got but I guess I'll figure it out next week when I listen back to the show for attractions and corrections. Anyways uh, there's Struel Peter it's a collection of stories for that or it's also well, there's Struel Peter if you want to know what it means it means shock headed Peter as in this Peter is very unhygienic his hair is all sticking out he's got he's got white guy dreads it's really bad he needs help well um it's an 1845 german children's book written and illustrated by heinrich hoffman and um and it deals with this you know burnery individual with his white guy dreads and it uh, 
Jojo the burning individual because there's one little girl who wants to play with matches. She gets burnt up into a crisp. And again, the general consensus towards these children meeting their untimely demises or various forms of torture is just regarded with like a, yeah, makes sense to me. I get why it happened. Well, I don't feel bad for this kid. Like, good riddance. Um, so that's, you know, a good thing for children to read. And I read it, and I, I, I wonder, I do suspect that I, and I'm sure a lot of other kids thought these were, like, real things we'd really have to deal with. Like, I was a dumb kid. I believed in Santa, and, like, my family's like, but you're Muslim. And I'm like, okay, fair. So maybe, uh, you know, this did affect me, but I really hope it didn't. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, book from 1845, Germany, and, uh, it, it, it compared, oh, 10 illustrated in rhyme stories. Okay, so, it's like the show, uh, but... It's not, I mean, you can't see nothing unless you close your eyes and you imagine. Ooh. Um, but the stories tend to rhyme here because for some reason when I'm stoned to the bone, I'm like doing that. Why? I don't understand. I, it stresses me out so much. Um, it doesn't happen anywhere else. But. Yeah, let this be a lesson to you. How, you know, shame on you for listening to this show. This is what you get. Um, yeah, but it is... Well, that's sad. It's one of the earliest books for children that combines visual and verbal narratives in a book format and is considered a precursor to comic books. That just shows you how... I don't know how well the class children universally have been you know, uh, people, I mean, some people are great to kids as a society, but not everyone, and I'm like, damn, people have been having kids for a hot second, and it took till 1845 for some German guy to be like, how can I make children scared for their lives if they fidget at the dinner table? Like, this, you know, he will meet his untimely demise. So I get to rhyme when I'm making fun of the book. Uh, because that's what the book does. So beat it. Um, and eat it! Like, the one character who wouldn't eat his dinner and went on, you know, hunger strike and everyone's like, well, so long. You know, n- another rotten kid bites the dust. It's very, it's very, it's, yeah, and they're like, you know, let, let's let that be one of the first books ever for kids that has, you know, pictures and words in it. Not just one or the other. Um, like, you know, something that, like, kids of various reading levels can enjoy versus, like, here's a book with pictures. Okay, now here's a book with words. It's like, well, you can, you know, like, they're just kind of like, uh, go figure it out. I don't know, read the Wall Street Journal or something. I don't know what they expected of kids, but it took till 1845 for a German guy to be like, Yep, if you 
daydream and look around too much, you're gonna fall into the river and lose your briefcase full of your valuable belongings, and then the plot of Pulp Fiction unfolds, and you gotta get the briefcase. I don't know. I've never actually really... I mean, I saw it in a really embarrassing bar that even I was like, I know this is embarrassing. It's the year 2012 of our Lord. But I live in Rudiverse, and I'm well aware that a bar that shows Pulp Fiction in it is dorky, and not good for society. But it was, I live in Riverside, so I had no choice but to go to that bar, because that it's River, it was Riverside, especially a Riverside in 2012, and uh, I was like, damn, I realized I had a vision for, um, Pulp fiction that is like super different than the movie and I liked the version in my mind better and so I kind of was like it was like hard for me but anyways that's what happens in Der Struel Peter um basically the whole that whole movie that whole plot people briefcases deaths torture you know no redemption that gritty And that's what they were like, hmm, okay. <laughs> now that it's 1845, out of billions of years of kids existing, we're gonna do this. And this is what's gonna be! And I read it as a kid because they still got it around. And I, I, I don't know if it's kind of like, kind of like a, you know, kind of like other pulp fiction, like a cute retro throwback, like, uh, kids will know this isn't real, but they'll enjoy the, the, the vintage, the retro illustrations and uh, je ne sais quoi, or if it's like, yep, another, another round, another generation shall believe in the existence of the tailor who comes and chops your fingers off. Um, I, I don't know, but... Uh, yeah, I, what, one thing is, is that I took German in high school because someone told me it was basically the same as English and it was, like, the easiest, and I was like, sure, I, I am really bad at learning languages, so whatever is the closest to English, <laughs> that's fine, I don't want to learn a whole other language, I mean, I mean, it, or, like, a whole other alphabet, Turns out that alphabet's crazy, and they got, I don't remember, I don't know if they got extra letters and shit, they got some stuff, they got like a, a thing that's like two S's at once, but it looks like the letter F, um, it, I always get really stressed out whenever I hear people pronounce those words like it's an F when they're reading like old printed stuff like on the Antiques Roadshow and shit, I don't know. Watch all that show. I'm like, no, it's two S's. Um, but I can, unlike previous episodes where I can't say anything right, I can actually pronounce these, the titles of these. Um, and uh, thank you, Frau Schroeder, <laughs> for uh, she would. I used to, whenever I'd be late, she'd make me sing 99 Red Balloons in front of the class. I know the words now, because I'm like, you think you can intimidate me with karaoke? I love it. 
Like, my superpowers, I can do karaoke sober. Like, you were just enabling me. But anyways, let's pronounce some things correctly for once. Here in the show, a precedence for once. We're jumping the shark, having a lark. It's Struel Peter. Um, it's like being in a... Watching a scary movie in theater. Uh, cause they have to rhyme. Because that was the time. Cause it's a rhyming ass book. Um, look. Alright? Fuck off. It's, I can do it now, but I don't, I don't want to do it anymore. We gotta get this retraction and correction so I don't have to say anything. Ever again. Um, well, here is a, a thing I can pronounce correctly. Die Geschichte vom Fliegenden Robert. The story of Flying Robert, which is where a little boy goes outside during a storm. And then the wind does his umbrella. And he goes sailing away and is never seen again. And that's what will happen if you go out during a storm. And then I'm like, well, you know, you're just teaching me legal loopholes. Like, I can still go out in the storm. I just won't open my umbrella. Amateur move, Robert. You know, no wonder you were fleeking in. Uh, I, I would just go out in a poncho and maybe some arm and leg weights and, um, you know, some of those ski poles that you can just, yeah, you can do it. You just gotta have some strategy. Or, with the thumb sucking, like, I can quit anytime I want, you know, like, I, like, it is, are you, you can figure out, like, what the, you know, what the laws are about that. And, you know, like, if you do it once in a while, just, you know, blow off some steam, is it okay? Or is it like, like, they're just kind of like, we get it, you know, we slip, we have problems, we understand. Or, I mean, I don't think so. No, maybe it's like a, even just once, and the tailor will come and chop your feet. But I think... Oh, I think for the thumb-sucking guy, it was a continuous pro- problem. I think it was, like, chronic. Like, there may have been, like, some elements of him, like, just being like, why would I eat food? I could s- s- chill out sucking my thumb. Um, you know, this is, this is pretty extreme. I don't know. Well, I guess I'll read it in a report back what it was that... But you could just... I bet you could still suck, get away with sucking your thumb and, like, you know, don't have to worry about the tailor. You just gotta be smart. Yeah. So, Ironer Kaufman failure. But at least he helped introduce, you know, kind of into the comic book and, and introduce the villainous character of the tailor or scissorman to Western literature and, I guess, no, some researchers now see the stories of the book as illustrations of modern child mental disorders. That's not good. Um, but it's a uh, yeah. I guess there's a Scientific American article from 1970 about it. Maybe I'll read it. Maybe I won't. But now you know what I was, how, and in one manner I was mocking the inventor of aspartame because I was like. He sounds like one of those kids, like James the Slatten. Um, so there you go. You learn about a scary children's book. 
Happy Halloween. Anyways, um, my next retraction and correction is that my pornographic memory was correct. It's a mad, 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 mad world came out in 1963, so point for me. Anyways, uh, next retraction and correction is that, uh, I had integrity and I didn't make the I'm more stoned than stoned Phillips, um, uh, joke for the intro of the show. Um, but as I was, like, writing this retraction and correction, I was like, damn, missed opportunity with the Barbud Walters joke, and I could have just been like, I'm Barbud Walters, and this is 420, 420, um, but I didn't do that, and in a way this is 420, 420 with Barbud Walters, but it's me, Donarchy, stone to the bone, hosted, toasted of the Harry Home Companion here on BFF.fm. Um, why try guy when you can hide guy? You know, like the YouTube people. I they like drive me mad. I I, I actually like them, but I love them. Sometimes I'm just like <laughs> I wouldn't. Sometimes you just want to visit your straight friends, your really boring straight friends that you just somehow are just buddies with, and like just eat lunch together. It's fine. Um, that's why sometimes I indulge, but lately they just, I'm just like, I can't do it. And it, it just, I just, I'm like, I can't reward my medi- mediocrity like this. I can't do it. I'm <laughs> banned. Anyways, next retraction and correction. Uh, I could, I said Steve Bolt when I meant to say Steve Holt. Well, talking about Stan Holt, Steve Holt and Stan Bolt are very clearly opposite people. You'll find out more later. Anyways, next retraction and correction. I couldn't find out if they still research Holt's hard derivatives, but I was right. There's FDA Monsanto drama, but it wasn't like me being like, oh, you know, my assumption of like, FDA is an old man Monsanto's pocket. I mean, I think other places and people and things are. I don't know, I'm too stunned for this. Leave me alone. Um, but yeah, they have drama. You can look it up on the internet. Um, anyways, next attraction and correction. I did not make it to Alameda to see if the. I will. When I do, I will record it. I will let you know. But I did not make it to Alameda to see if it's... Because there's, like, if you take the... I don't remember which tube it is. Is it Webster, Posey? I don't remember. It's the one that when you get out of it, if you take... Go to the right to Willie Wilbur... Whatever street. In and out. And the Alameda Antique Fair is there. And if... Nobody believes me, but there's a giant inflatable of the sinking Titanic in a pumpkin patch there every year. Right by the in and out in the Alameda Antique Fair. Uh, yeah, and then to the, uh, the left, it's Wilma. And I'm like, is it, I think it also says Willie in parentheses. Like, May, like, street. 
And so, like, when you get out of that tunnel, you see Willie, Wilma, Webster, Willie, Wilbur, like, streets. And I'm like, I still don't know if that was on purpose or not. Um, and I really hope it was. But yeah, if you take a I don't know what lies in the regions, uh, in the geopolitical zone, no one else, uh, Willie, Wilma, May, Street, at all. Because I've never, we've never gone down that way, but maybe we will soon. And you'll get a live report from the ground ab- about it. From me, Dan Blather. Because I talk too much. Just kidding. It's me, Donna. Oh, Donna Blather. Uh, and her home companion. And you will know the truth, finally. Anyways, moving on. I could not find out the requirements to see uh, the requirements. What the requirements are. Damn, I wrote this real bad on the script. But I couldn't find out what it takes to be the director of the Clown Museum's uh, gallery museum uh, at either location. But I think it's a real loosey-goosey because they... I mean, Or maybe this is just clown logic because the clown is a very different kind... They live in a different kind of world than we do. They have their own ways. Very mysterious. But half the museum is in a church, and then the other half of the museum is in a place called Wookie Hole. And yes, that's what it sounds like. Um, and I, even though initially I was suspicious that it was like some weird, like, Star Wars ass, like, art gallery, like, weird, like, gross. I don't know. Like, look, I live in the Bay Area. I'm around burnery types and ideas and dumb people, terrible people who be like, this is a good name for, like, you know, an art, you know, a kicky little art gallery, edgy. Uh, Or, you know, maybe they're just dumb. I don't know. Or maybe it's at the Castro. Like, so sue me. But I'm like, Maybe it's something like that in, like, England, where they're like, yeah, of course we would have these collections of real and ceramic chicken eggs painted with the likenesses of uh, various clowns uh, that started off as a hobby, but then, you know, because the guy who started doing it was, like, the president of Clown International, everyone was like, you know what, um... We're going to toady up to the big man, mates, or whatever. G'day. Mates, whatever the fucking chaps. Old Bean. I don't know what British people sound, look, or talk like, even though I have a stenciling. Also, another, another subaltern in England have been stalking members of the British Royal Guard on Facebook for over a decade. Uh... I don't really know how the British people would talk. So, radio then, that's probably what they said. I don't know. I don't care. They stress me. It's a really stressful country. White British people mystify and terrify me. Uh, and I want to know more, but I also want to know less every time. Like fucking stargazy pie. God. Anyways, as... <laughs> 
for some reason, um, everything that happens at this place called Wookie Hole tends to be the most British thing I've ever heard, which is that in 2007 they moved half of the collection of eggs painted with the faces of clowns, which just started off as a random oldie timey British man's hobby, and then they were like, this is actually, they are like, in their clown logics and philosophies and ponderings, you're like, hmm, an egg is the best canvas to, you know, because like when I read the interviews, they're like, yeah, I mean like, what else would you use? Common sense. You would, if you want to see the best representation of a clown in the world, you paint it on an egg. And I'm just like, you know, is it just like maybe this is just like clown? Is this universal clown logic? Is it just British clown logic, or is was like this Stan, Steve, Stan Bolt B U L T? At least you can figure. I don't know. You'll probably get some like Home Depot ads if you try to look this up. Um, but if you are not taken to an order page for Lowe's, you will see that the guy. I mean, like. He's, he seems pretty nice, like, but, but maybe he had, like, some kind of hypnotic hold on people. Like, that was all facade, and beneath that was, like, a, like, cruel, unrelenting, like, tyrant who has, like, manipulated people throughout time. And, like, they're, I don't know. It could just be that they're British, like, they're unfathomable. Just, like, all the caves that Wookiee hole and there's the Wookiee hole caves and uh I have to investigate this further because I'm like it sounds like the caves like you can go to different like you can go to the skating rink and the zoo and the, the in the caves or are they just around the caves are the caves a separate exhibit like you know thing and then there just happens to be like a tourist trap why why do people love these I mean I know I guess people see like this is where I'm like we're broaching wicker man territory now like something's real weird and pagan and frightening afoot uh, but they're also just stupid British people who are dweebs and bizarre like they're just they're frightening ah. um you know, like, like it's like, you know, you, 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 you point out like a weird little British thing, but then when you really think about it, you're like, you know, like, oh my God, like you could trace this all the way back to this. But then also there's some things where it's like, you think it's hella old, but it's not. It's like pretty recent, but it betrays a certain archaic, esoteric uh, impulse. An archive! I don't know, is there- I hate the British, they're the worst. White British people suck, everyone else is fine. Um, but, yeah, I would like to see one at the zoo. I, but like, I don't know if it's like a multi-use cave. But, a Wookie Hole cave, um, uh, is fascinating as well, because they make cheddar cheese in there, and humans have been using it continuously, like, for- 46,000 years and they're always like be like shit I found some Iron Age stuff like buried 
beneath the floorboards while, you know, we were, you know, installing, I don't know, they, they, they do something in the caves, I'll figure it out eventually. But yeah, half of, half of the international clown egg, uh, 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 chicken egg register is there, and like I said, I don't know what the logic is, but I'm sure it means makes sense to clowns. Um, and yeah, it, that's, that's good. And anyways, uh, next attraction attraction, the cult of the Wicker Man was people rejecting Christianity and re-embracing the old gods of their original pagan beliefs. So, half and half, but you know, that just sounds like the more as a whole to me, personally. Anyways, and then finally, um, just a few more facts about Wookie Hole Caves, because I could go on forever, is that the- well, I had to figure out what- where does Wookie come from, and if you go on the Wikipedia page, they have a disambiguation for the Star Wars guy. Another Harry Home companion, in, in a way, like me, Donna Arkey, uh, the toasted hosted, high in the sky. Beaming through the rain, well, there's no nothing in the air. It's all in cables and fiber optics. That's sad. The romance is dead. Well, no, it's still there sometimes. When the moonlight catches on your cheekbones in that way, I don't know. Well, I well one impression I had to do is like, okay, if it's not like the Star Wars guy Wookie, what do they mean by Wookie? And they don't really know. And uh, it could come from the old English. I don't. I should have looked it up. Looks like Wasig. I don't know how to say old English because there's like a whole crazy reason, and I'm sure it'll be a retraction and correction for next week about like there's something about the development of English as a language where we're one of like the few modern languages where you can't read like the old or medieval version of it because it developed a really weird way and so like if you speak like modern like if you speak modern persian for example you can read you know up to a point like medieval persian or like swedish you can do that um but and you can maybe like under you could understand it like but with english you can't do that at all and there's a whole ass reason but i remember because like I don't know why I like fucking inherently beef it in linguistics. I cannot take a linguistics class to save my life. Like, I just like kept fucking beefing it in one of my linguistics classes in undergrad, and then the professor was like, I'm really disappointed. I heard so many good things about you, and I'm like, Yeah, and I was like, Look, I agree. I am on your side. I don't know what's happening. Just my body is rejecting it like I'm I will be so happy to get like a C like I it was that bad it just I just can't no um so and like anyways yeah there, there's a reason and damned if I know I'm sure I learned about it in class um and then anyways you it, it could have well Wookie could have come from this one old English word that's like Wasig. 
Which means an animal trap! Oh no, Chewbacca, help! Run away, save yourself! I already got caught. And then another alternative explanation has been offered, which suggests it comes from the Celtic word. Like, I'd fucking know how to say this. Ogoth. Meaning cave. Possibly also appearing as Waki. Which gave the early names for this cave of Ochi or Aki. And then now, next part of this, because this is just really to read Winterstone. And I'm sure it's confusing to hear when it's being read to you by a stone person. Is that the word hole is Anglo Saxon for cave. Which is, it is of, oh, of itself of Latin Norman derivation, ooh. Therefore, the name Wookie Hole Cave basically means cave, cave, cave. And, um, that, like I said, lots of British things happen here. British humor is afoot. I think it comes from deep within the earth. They are, you know, going down there, and they are smelling the vapors like sibyls of yore. Uh, and they're just like, yeah, and, and that's, you know, I communed with the old gods, and, um, they said that I should make the show Faulty Towers and it should be like this. And that's where it comes from. They're just smelling vapors. That's real dumb and weird. Like, if I was in a cave and there were vapors, I was like, I just be like, I don't really know if I want to be around and smell this. I'm gonna leave. But... Ancient people were like, what if we read this in real deep for a while and see what happens? What was happening with the Sybils? Uh, Sybil! Uh, oh god, no! I hate myself! Um, anyway, uh, fuck. I hate British people. I watch their shows. Um, anyways. Uh, uh, yeah, another fact about Wookie Hole Cave, Wookie Cave, I don't know, um, that I will tell you and then I'm gonna do the, um, donation and then do my worst time at doing a segment, is that, um, they make cheddar cheese there, it's just incredibly British, and there was a museum of rare teddy bears, and, um, a guard dog ripped apart a collection, like, the do guard dog just went nuts and destroyed all the teddy bears, and, you know, his name was Barney, six years old Doberman Pinscher, and he ripped the head off of a brown stuffed bear named Mabel, once owned by the young Elvis Presley, and... Mabel the bear was a little stuffed bear mastife made in 1909, shortly after the, pre the printing of, what, what do you call him? That one German dumbass shit we were just, well, whatever, we'll figure it out. Uh, yeah, rough year for kids. You gotta, you're, you're, the first book marketed towards you is about little kids getting blown up because they won't, you know, stop, like, fidgeting at the dinner table, and your first toy really for you, marketed towards you en masse, is, like, of a wild animal who would rip you apart at any chance it could. So, lots of momentum.
Ojimori for children back then. What a gruesome time. But anyways, yeah, like, like I said, Wookie Hole. Incredibly British. I don't know if I like it. Anyways, you know what I like to do is, I, uh, is talk about donations for BFF.FM. And I'm going to do that real fast and then do a segment, hopefully. We will see. Well, God willing. But, uh, it was just, it was just real beefy, uh, you know, retractions and corrections. You know what? Sometimes I think I will only do a select few when I'm like, these individual retractions and corrections are a little too interesting. So, I'll just be like, it's the best, well, I don't know if they're the best hits. <laughs> but there's something. Uh, but anyways... Uh, yeah, I'll just, I'll just let y'all go, like, I did a selection, you'll figure it out yourself, you probably are going, wait, what the fuck on your phone anyways. But, uh, and speaking of things you should do on your phone, which is, uh, going on BFF.FM's website, um, to do this series of actions, is, uh, now going to be read aloud to you so that you may now follow the instructions and uh, participate in this effort of hiring a beekeeper to smoke me out of here because I should not be smoking me out here and expecting I can do a radio show in under, you know, a good time. Anyways, yeah, they gotta, they gotta hire pest control. They can't afford it. It's a community radio station. But if you, like, to keep this little buggy away... Here is how you can do it, and I, I, I will read it from the script, starting now. Have you considered donating to BFF.FM yet? You should! Not only is this such a unique community radio station that reflects and respects the diversity of the Bay Area, but it keeps weirdos like me busy so that we don't become porn stars named Mark Drain. Get it? Like Mark Twain. And debut in our first film, Steamboat Willie, followed by Put It In My Head Wilson and The Adventures of Peeping Tom Boyer. Maybe we'll pivot into being a Huckleberry Finn doll. I don't know. Uh, but by the way, we love porn stars. Sex works is cool. We love sex workers. We just don't need this kind of nonsense around. We do not need Mark Twain impersonator pornos. But I'm sure I might have just put some ideas in people's minds and they're realizing things about themselves that they never should have and now they will become the most abject and forbidden people in the world. Or just older bears. I don't know. <laughs> That's, and it's cute. That's fine. I love it. Oh god! Well anyways, like I said, if you would like to call the exterminator and have them put like a couple of rat traps around um so that i am driven out forevermore from this building you should get yourself down to bff.fm slash donate where you can send a one-time donation or set up a monthly recurring donation and be our bestie with benefits with mark drain well, I mean, that's what's going to happen. That's all you're going to get unless you donate. Because if you donate, it, you know, it keeps that from happening. So you have a moral dilemma. And I think we know which one you're going to choose. You're going to choose donating. Anyways, at one of our worst times yet, 
Ross. Uh, the segment is Wacky Facts. Last your name, Wackiest Facts, because each episode, my, or week, or who knows, I don't know, I can do other segments, I got it. I have plans, I have ambitions, I have goals, I have dreams, I have aspirations, just like anyone else. I'm not just, you know, cool. <laughs> I have feelings. Uh, anyways, um, I'll learn you a weird and interesting fact about every subject possible, from animals to history and everything in between. This week's fact, maybe this is common knowledge for you. I'm sure it is if you are a regular listener of the show. Like I said, I have such weird al- ass embarrassing interests. And I'm sure when people, like, imagine me when... Because this is like a stool, Peter, in a way. And instead of, like, being able to see a picture, you just imagine. You're like, oh, shit. Like, this is... I'm sure this person, like looks exactly like Nardawar and I'm embarrassed that I know what it is and that's how you know I have a white girlfriend and that's how like one one of like I'm sure I talked about this recently but I was like I have always okay I I remember when I told my friends that I really liked the show Mystery Science Theater 3000 the first thing they said immediately was did you have white friends in college and I was like shit yeah girlfriend so that's how I know about those other things you know because why else would I sacrifice the love I'm like too pure like my girlfriend like purposely fucked with me recently by like having me listen to Sea of Love like the original version so that I get all emotional about it because I had no idea that there's like, I don't remember the difference, Cat Stevens, Cat Power, whatever, Yusuf Islam, I don't know the difference. Uh, like, did it cover and that was like in all the indie movies and like all the indie kids loved it? Cause like, I don't know anything about it because it has infuriated me and irritated. I remember just being like, I fucking hate my friends for really liking Juno. I can't do this. Like, I I am suffering. I don't know why I feel so rageful, but I do. I love my friends, but I, I cannot... I, like, I'm just gonna just not respond. I'm just gonna bottle it up inside. I can't... It, I don't want to see Scott Pilgrim. I refuse. It irritates me. I've never seen it, and I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate twee things. Because I've always had, like, very Einstein-Zende Neubauten-ass tastes. And, uh, like, I just... I can't do it. Um, so... <laughs> like, I have no affection for any of that. So she knew that if she got to live out her manic pixie dream girl fantasies of singing Sea of Love, like, she could actually get a real emotional reaction out of me. And then when I figured out what she was doing, I said, Amy, why? And she's like, you can't, you need to be polluted. You can't be so pure. Uh, you need to be part of the world. And I'm like, no, I refuse. This is horrible. I can't believe I was conned into this. But anyways, um, I'm, I really want, you know what? I have a feeling, I'm, you know, I'm going to try to do this wacky fact. If I don't finish it, retraction crush it for next week. But boy, rough times. 
And you know who also had rough times? Supposedly Elvis. This is the Elvis episode, apparently. Uh, he's back! I'm the king of not saying anything worth a damn. I am just... Boy, damn blather indeed. Um, but somebody who um, is also known for a propensity towards, you know, rhinestone jumpsuits. Uh, well, it's not Liberace. Was it me? I don't remember who I'm talking about. I don't remember. I'm too high. Anyways, um, let me just tell you the wacky fact, which is, I didn't know this, but apparently this is a, a conspiracy theory that Elvis appeared in the background of an airport scene in the 1990 film Home Alone. And people are like, that's Elvis. He's, he's in the movie. You know what? I'm gonna just look up. I didn't look at a picture. I'm gonna just live react to Elvis in Home Alone. And honestly, I don't know if I see. I mean, he looks more like, you know, Tim Allen's sidekick in, like, um, Home Improvement. But, and he, he's very somberly dressed, unlike when we saw him last in life. We had a big old rhinestone lapels, a peahen to his usual peacockian self. Oh, really very naughty on this episode. Um, but yeah, he's like a, he's wearing a, a black turtleneck and a brown sports jacket, brown gray really, and he's uh, right behind Catherine O'Hara while she's arguing with an airline line employee and people are like that's 100,000% Elvis right there he like he was just like this is my first appearance in 15 years and I want the people to see I am okay but how subtly can I do it or I mean like you know did he accidentally wander on set we don't know well, there has to be something going on what does Catherine O'Hara know you know and then, like, uh, basically everyone's like, why would you fake your own death to show up as an extra in a really popular movie? Like, that's really weird. Um, and then the director was like, you know, why, how would pe people, like, not have noticed, like, that it was Elvis? Like, surely he could have couldn't have disguised his voice and mannerisms, and I'm like, Hey, are you saying, like, Elvis isn't smart enough to figure it out? Or is he just so irrepressibly Elvis and Elvisian that there's no way he could successfully disguise himself? Like, he'd still, like, you know, be Elvis the pelvis and, like, give us some sh shimmies and, uh, you know, look at his little hips. Uh, whenever, like... He'd just get back from a run of, like, getting a bunch of fool's gold sandwiches or meeting Nixon, you know? Like, he'd still be doing that, even if he was an extra. Like, God, this one extra is always late because, like, he's got to put all his gaudy rings on or something. I don't know. Like, you're, I don't know if they're giving Elvis that much credit or if they're just like, he is the king. Like, how could you disguise him? But either way, they're like, I don't think so. But 
um, they were kind of evasive when uh, people were like, so if it's not Elvis, show us the actor. And then the, the I don't know if it's the director, but some guy involved with Home Alone uh, was like, the you, the person making the claim that burden's on them, not on us. So I'm like, I don't know, that seems like some city slicker lawyer talked to me. Uh, I, I, maybe they are harboring Elvis. I mean, Elvis. Oh, God. I'm too high. But yeah, maybe Catherine O'Hara does know. She knows something. Um, and then director of the film, Chris Columbus, who, you know, even if there's Elvis wasn't on set, you do have a guy who's literally named Christopher Columbus. That's real weird. And real ominous. Um, except instead of being a guy famous for potentially faking his death and have just showing up, he's a guy who's infamous for showing up and making lots of people dead. He's a horrible person. We hate him. Anyways, uh, yeah, that's that's how that's a foot. Uh, he was like, well, if Elvis is on set, I would have known. And I'm like, again, was it like, you would have been told? Or are you like a really big Elvis fan? Or like, and you'd like get the hints, the subtle hints? Or would you be like, oh, uh, like, of course, he can't control it. Like, that's clearly Elvis. Like, he's gyrating right now. Like, what do you want from me? He's doing karate chops at me. He's having a- he's putting bacon in things where they shouldn't be. Um, or they should. I've never tried it. Maybe I will with some turkey bacon, because culturally Muslim times are hard, and sometimes you can't do it. Oh, I can- and I also have celiacs and my fake red socks. Anyways, uh, thanks for joining me today. I love you all, and be good. Learn about the protests in Iran. And you should donate to my friend's Tesla's community outreach organization, Rogers and Rosewater. As I miss Rogers and Rosewater, two fabulous things in combination. Like, the meaning of life right there. It's as good as it gets. Anyways, have a good week. Bye.